Hello everyone, this is Editing Robert here. Just wanted to pop in and say this podcast went long, so I'll be splitting it into two parts. This is part one of two. Hello and welcome to the Robert Thoughts MovieCast. I'm Robert Buffard and this is my MovieCast. <laughs> I, I, this is such an unusual occurrence for me to do podcasts, I don't even know how to start them anymore. Um, but this time I'm doing one for the Oscars, the 2022 Oscars. Uh, the last podcast was Batman, the next one, who the heck knows when it'll be, but this one is for the Oscars. And with me, I have two guests. Um, number one, well, not in any order. But the first one that I'm introducing <laughs> is friend of the show and uh, previously frequent collaborator when when the podcast was was much more frequent. Um, ben Davis. Ben, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on board, man. I uh, really appreciate you inviting me to, to discuss what we're going to discuss today. It's it's going to be a fun topic. Yeah, for sure. I always like talking to you um, and especially about the Oscars. Um, and my other guest is Foster Hellfinger. Harl Finger. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, nope. A for effort. It's a it's a horrible name. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. Yeah, this of course. Fun. Anything you want to plug real quick before we get started? I have a Twitter that I don't do much with, and I have a letterbox which I do a lot with. That both of those are F O S T H one zero one. Perfect. Take take your pick. I will say before we get started, <laughs> if we could take numbers. Like be you know being the guest of like one two and three, I would prefer being three because that's what Andrew Garfield was in Spider Man No Way yes, Home. Peter three, uh, Peter three, yeah. <laughs> I can't let you have that. That's my this is my podcast. Um, Andrew Garfield's my guy, so I'm sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> my, my back podcast, is hurting me, so I can be Toby. I could be Toby. Perfect. <laughs> okay, and I guess and I, I think I'm like five years younger than both of you, so I think that works out for me to be Tom. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the Oscars. Uh, this is going to be a very unstructured show. We're just going to be talking about whatever comes to mind. I have some topics, but it's not like it's not like anything I want to hit specifically. So, um, do you guys have any just general thoughts right off the bat about this year's nominees? Um, Foster, we'll start with, start with you. Sure. I think as I've thought about them a little bit more, I think I like them overall. Um, and I think one thing that really hit me like especially after it seems like Power of the Dog is the front runner to win Best Picture right now. I've been thinking on the past five, ten years of nominees, like with Moonlight and Parasite. The Oscars mm-hmm. are getting kind of artsy, I think, with their yeah. picks. And Nomad Land too. Yeah. Like like you know, when you look back at like the best picture winners of the sixties, there's all those musicals and then they went through a phase where it's like the big sweeping epics. I feel like now we're in the artsy phase. So I don't know. I think that's kinda cool. And more foreign movies too, which I also think is fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben, what about you? Well, Anything just general? I have, you know, the same sort of thoughts I have every year. This, you know, feels predictable. Uh, there wasn't really anything shocking in, in terms of nomination outside of maybe Best Actress, Supporting Actor, and, and Director. Uh, this year feels very much in line with, with what we've seen in the past. You know, we get a handful of, of popular films like Dune, West Side Story, uh, Don't Look Up, and King Richard. And the rest of the mm-hmm. films feel, you know, smaller, very, you know, much, very much smaller with, with passionate audiences. Um, kind of what Foster was saying, you know, that, that indie artsy kind of, kind of film. 
Uh, not that they say that those smaller films are bad. In fact, some of those are in my top 10 of the year. That's just usually how it shakes out. And I will say the biggest standout to me, though, is the Oscar fan voting thing that was clearly oh, yeah. put there because they want Spider-Man. Um, mm. But it looks like something else might win, which would be hilarious. <laughs> I'll be honest. I haven't even paid a lick of attention to like those that extra stuff like the fan voting and what was it best cheer moment or something like that yeah it's i, I haven't yeah. voted at all <laughs> no i think people were trying to get the amazon cinderella to win something yeah. <laughs> which would be kind of hilarious <laughs> like the positive just, trolling just, just like silly yeah trolling. just to rig the the vote it's really funny to me <laughs> yeah um my general thoughts are that i care about the oscars less than i ever have um in a specific sense, though, that being like, I'm not upset about snubs. Like, I'm not worried about what's being nominated and what's not. Um, because I think everything is finding its audience these days between theaters, between streaming services, between, you know, word of mouth and people like us chatting and in, in our Sif Pop Slack and all that kind of stuff. Everything is finding its audience with the correct people. Um, so I don't really know how much of a important role the oscars play anymore especially with all of the constant arguing about it that goes on like on twitter and on reddit and all that kind of stuff and i just understand more than ever that the oscars are like a very when i say political i don't mean like politically correct but it's like like the the politics of how they're all uh nominated and all that like yeah uh, del toro got nominated for best picture because he's won in the past and the academy loves him you know that that sort of sense of the word political yeah you don't mean um, left and right politics no. you just mean in the sense of hollywood politics of shaking hands and kissing babies kind of thing exactly yeah. exactly that so for me it's more fun to just be like all right there's the nominees now let's talk about them what, what's my favorite what what do i want to win what do i want to see recognized on the night yeah um, and that's something I so kinda, it's a much more relaxed, a much more relaxed uh, feeling for me. Go ahead. That's something I I I, I kind of share that same sentiment with you because it's to me, you know, really since two thousand and eight, I will say there, I have been grappling with the idea of what the Oscars should be, and really I've kind of landed on the the idea that I love the idea behind the Oscars and what they celebrate. I don't necessarily care about the winners, nor do I think critics should really care about what wins and what doesn't because at the end of the day, they are subjective awards. But at the end of the day, I also still think that if you are nominated and if you work in that industry, they should be the end all be all for you because that's you being recognized by your peers that you are the best at X this year, you know? Yeah. And the peer recognition is, is what's cool to me because like there's the critics choice awards, there's a Hollywood foreign press and all that. But like, being nominated by thousands of other other people in your same field that shows that like they appreciate what you're doing. And I feel like that means just a little bit more. So yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And that's why for this, for the purposes of our conversation, I'm not like worried about too worried about snubs or anything like that. We're still going to talk about that a little bit, but I feel like in the past it's been like, what are your 25 snubs, you know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not upset about it this year um, as much as I would have liked to see mass get more recognition. But all that being said, let's get into a little guessing game that I uh, admittedly stole from a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I played this last year. I had Shane and Aaron from Sif Pop on from from my Oscars discussion last year. 
and I've played the same uh, the same game. It's from a podcast called This Had Oscar Buzz, and it's a good podcast I've listened to, and I enjoy it. So if uh, people want to go listen to that, go here, go go ahead and do that. There, <laughs> they do a better podcast than I do. But what they do is they they choose someone who they choose a random name. But for the purpose of this, we're going to choose someone who's nominated for an Oscar. And I don't know if you guys go on IMDb too much, but I do. I'm on there all the time. And yep, constantly. Like if you go exactly, we're all movie people. <laughs> yeah. If if you go on like an actor's page or director's page, there's gonna be like a known for section with their four known for movies. I don't know how the heck those things are chosen, like if it's popularity, who knows what. Maybe um, clicks. Maybe like it could be. Yeah. I Googled it because I knew we, we were doing this and oh, I was yeah. curious. They have some sort of algorithm with with different categories, but I think if you're an IMDb Pro member, you can suggest alternate options for the known for. But yeah, they get some random ones, so this is going to be hard. I was going to say that because <laughs> they're, they're completely some... unintuitive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There are some that make perfect sense, and there's some that's like, I don't know, but <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I, I chose a few... I actually chose a good amount. We'll see how many we do. Uh, I chose a few actors, uh, a couple directors, and then one composer that we can that we can do this for. I think I'll go. I'll I'll point these at one of you at a time, and then see how many you guys can get. And then if that doesn't go so well, we'll open it up to the floor. Um, okay. Are we limited to four guesses? To start off, yeah. Let's just do it that way. Okay. This is just for fun, you know. Like okay. Um, I don't have any prizes for you, unfortunately. Oh man, <laughs> okay. I was hoping for at least a Lord of the Rings Funko Pop. <laughs> Just a couple of little heads up before uh, we do this. This could be TV shows. I'm not going to give away how many of each there are, but at least one of each of these names. There's a TV show. Uh, there could even be multiple per franchise. But like you were saying, Foster, some of them are just completely out of left field. <laughs> so yeah. be prepared. Ben, we're going to start with you. Okay. And I'm going to give you one that I feel like you should probably get. All right. And that's Andrew Garfield. All right. Uh, now, do I have to name the specific like character he plays in this? Or is it just the movie itself or TV show? Yeah, just say the movie or TV show. Uh, Social Network, Spider-Man, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, and Silence. You got three of four. Ooh, what the um, one I missed? Hacksaw Ridge, Social Network, and Spider-Man were all correct. Though the problem was you weren't specific enough because Spider-Man 1 and 2 were both on there for him. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, because they're two different movies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, okay. yeah. Okay. Close enough. So however I'm... What'd you say? You said close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However IMDb's algorithm did it, it's that... He's known for both Spider-Man. Now, which one is higher on the algorithm? Is it uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man 1, or is it the Amazing Spider-Man 2? From left to right, it goes Hacksaw Ridge, Social Network, Spider-Man 2, and then Spider-Man 1. So I... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like there's a real rhyme or reason to it. No. Foster, let's give you Jessica Chastain, because I know you loved her performance. Uh, I did like her Amy performance. Fame. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go The Help. Zero Dark Thirty. I'm forgetting everything she's ever been in now. Um, wow. I feel like there's an obvious one I'm missing. I'll go Tammy Faye, even though I don't think it's on there yet. 
And yeah, I'm going to call a friend. Help me out. What you got, Ben? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Christopher Nolan did the score for this movie. Oh, of course. Interstellar. What is wrong with me? Is that one of them? Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you got Zero Dark Thirty and Interstellar. Wow. The Help okay. wasn't one of them. Tammy Faye was one, wasn't one of them. Though that yeah. reminded me. The other thing I wanted to say was that some of these have movies from this year. So um, okay. be prepared. Was for Molly's Game one of them? Molly's Game was one of them. There we go. Um, any any guesses on the last one, Ben? Uh, you said it's movies. With another huge. You said movies from this year too, but you said another huge what? I was going to say there. This is a movie with another huge movie star. X Men: Dark Phoenix. <laughs> no. <laughs> slightly, slightly older, like earlier in, in her career. Uh, very artsy. Is it a most violent year? No. Very no, that's Oscar a good Isaac. Very okay. artsy. Some people hate this filmmaker because of his uh, style. Oh, the Tree of Life. Yeah, it's a Tree of okay, Life. Okay, I would not have gotten wow. that one. Okay. Yeah, the other big movie star I was talking about was uh, Brad Pitt, of course. Ben, let's go back to you. How about Will Smith? <laughs> actually, this is actually <laughs> might be tougher than you think because he's known for so much. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh my God! That's mm. so. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say Men in Black. That's gotta be on there. I think uh, Men in Black. Um, I could go Oscar nominations, but I don't I don't know if that would be the one that's 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 clicked on as much. Hmm. Bad Boys. Bad Boys is actually not on it. What? That's wild. Okay, Ali and Pursuit of Happiness. You got one. <laughs> that's Men in Black. <laughs> uh, what were the others? Well, Foster, any guesses? Independence Day. Oh, Independence wow. Day for sure. How yeah. am I forgetting that one? Wow. Rookie mistake, Benjamin. What was what know. was Will Smith know. first known for? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. And then the last one is uh, I Am Legend. Okay. Foster, how about J.K. Simmons? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Something where he plays J. Jonah Jameson must be on there. I'll just go with the first Spider-Man movie. I mean, maybe it's not because he's in so many movies. Whiplash has to be on there. Um, I'm trying to think like what he's known for because he's always, almost always a supporting character. Did I get Whiplash and is he in one of the Spider-Mans for no yeah, four? You chose the correct Spider-Man. So the first okay, Spider-Man cool. movie, uh, Whiplash. Is there another Spider-Man on there? No, there's not another Spider-Man. A, a dramedy and a musical. He's in a musical? Oh, La La Land? Yeah, La La Land. Okay, so a very small role. This is, this uh, is where, where these known for credits are ridiculous. Yeah, why on earth is he known for La La Land? <laughs> Absolutely not. I completely I'm, forgot he's even. I'm in that. suing. <laughs> You're suing. <laughs> yeah, I'll go after IMDb. Suing IMDb. Any guesses for the dramedy? He plays a he plays a dad. Oh, Juno. Yeah, Juno. Good, yeah. good one. Let's do one more actor actress. Maybe you can work together on this one. Kirsten Dunst. Sp- Spider-Man, Bring It yes. On, Interview with a Vampire, isn't she and Maria Antoinette? So Bring It On and Maria Antoinette are incorrect. What? Melancholia? Melancholia for sure. Power of the yes. Dog? Okay. No, not Power of the Dog. Is there another Spider-Man on there? No, not another Spider-Man. I think this one is a smaller role. I haven't seen this. It was recently remade. I don't know if either of you guys have seen this. I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank. Early 90s, Winona Ryder. Oh, Little Women. Yeah. Oh. I forgot she was in Little Women. All right, let's go with a a couple directors. Ben, 
Can you name? I'm, I'm, this is probably the hardest one out of out of all of these. Oh gosh! Can you name the four movies Steven Spielberg is known for on IMDb? Yeah, the only four oh. he's known for. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so tough. Uh, Jaws. No, surprisingly. What? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Indiana Jones. I'm gonna go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Minority Report. No. Schindler's List, Jurassic Park? Schindler's List, yes. Any guesses, Foster? What are the three that are yeses so far? There's two yeses. Oh, Raiders, two yeses. Raiders and Clearly Schindler's I'm... List. <laughs> Not... Raiders, Schindler's List. I don't know. Knowing IMDb, I feel like it's going to be something like War Horse or something, <laughs> something completely out of left field. Um... Hook? One of them's... No, not Hook. One of them's a, a feel-good-about-kids, and then the other one is famously e. snubbed. Yeah, E.T. Saving Private Ryan. And Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Okay. Okay. Foster, do you think you can get PTAs for known fours? Oh boy, let's see. Um there will be blood. Yep. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Magnolia? No. No. The Master? No. Wow. One okay. of them is not surprising that it's on here. But then the the second one that you still haven't got is like, why would they choose this one? Okay. Ben, you could chime in if you'd like. Punch Drunk Love? Punch Drunk Love is the... That one makes sense because okay. it's a Sandler movie. Yeah. That would have been my next guess, too. Um, I feel like there's an... Oh, that was the obvious one? Yeah. Inherit Vice. Yeah, that was the, like, there why the go. heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> of, like, the most, like, divisive movie that he's done. It's that one. Yeah, for sure. So. That's the only one that I'm really, like, I don't like that one. Yeah. Um, And then let's do t- uh, just two more real quick. Um, Ben, I'm going to give you another another really hard one. Oh gosh, Hans Zimmer. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, that guy has. You know what? I'm I'm going to say Man of Steel. Is that on there? No, unfortunately. Because I I thought because you know that's everyone seems to even if they hate that movie they love the score. They agree on that, yeah. Lion King. No. What? What won him the Oscar? Uh Inception? Inception, yes. The Dark Knight. No Batman is on here, surprisingly. No Batman. No Batman and no Lion King. Interstellar. No. All right. Two of these are in the last um, five years, I think. Yeah, the last five years. And then the other one he copied later in his career. Gladiator? Gladiator, because he copied that with Pirates of the Caribbean. Dunkirk? Dunkirk, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Good pulls. And you know the last one? This is another in the last five years? Yeah. Dune? Yeah, Dune. Yeah. Oh. Which I'm very happy about. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Foster, because I know that you are you like the, the indie stuff. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Nicholas Bratel. Cool. Okay. The Big Short. Is that one of them? Yep. Okay. Um, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Beale Street. Yeah. And I'm, I'm debating between a couple. I'm gonna say succession. Yes. Wow. Ah, oh, nice. To myself, I just congratulated myself. Ooh. <laughs> was that the was that the only clean sweep? That was I a clean so. sweep. That was the only Amazing. clean sweep. I, wow. I trusted your indie sense. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for that. Nice job, guys. All right. Uh, I think that was a lot of fun. Um, I always like giving people pop quizzes like that. Um, <laughs> always. 
It's just always. Just, just, like, <laughs> yeah, on the street. Pop quiz. <laughs> just meeting people out like at a restaurant and be like, pop quiz, quick. You should do that. Yeah. Name, yeah. Name, name all the presidents. Black. <laughs> at some point, <laughs> pop quiz, everyone. Who won best, uh, best Supporting Actor in the year 1993? Without looking it up. Yeah, don't look it up. Um, maybe I'll try that. Uh, anyway, next, let's move on to our snubs, which we're renaming as our nominees. Um, this is going to be a fairly short section because, again, I want to focus on what did get nominated for Oscars. But, and I feel like I've talked about the 2021 movie year just so freaking much at this point. Um, so I don't really want to go into that too deep, but we're going to give about two each that we can like say a little bit about. And then since Ben, you were saying you had a couple more than two, we'll name drop a couple before we move on because I have uh, four also. Uh, Foster, let's start with you. What's your first one? I'm wondering if, (laughs) I'm wondering if all four of yours are from the same movie. No, (laughs) no, my two, my two are from the same movie because they're the ones that frustrate me the most that they weren't nominated. And that would be Jason Isaacs and Ann Dowd for Mass. Um, although Martha Plimpton is right there too with me, for me. And Reed Bernie is also great, but he's like in the unenviable position of being the least showy performance in a yeah. ac- acting heavy movie. Um, and then we have to say who we would kick out, right? Oh, uh, yeah, why not? Let's go for it. Let's okay, it I am kicking out. I am kicking out Judy Dench. I am kicking her to the curb. <laughs> um, because Oscar winning game Judy Dench? Yeah, uh, what gives her the right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she's... <laughs> she is. <laughs> Get out of this category. Um, <laughs> I've gone too far. She's obviously fantastic. And I actually do really love her in, in Belfast, but she's also only in it for 10 minutes. And for me personally, I don't think she does enough to warrant an Oscar nomination. And it's yeah. like kind of a meme at this point that she can just show up and get nominated. Yeah. Um, What's worse, her or yeah, Meryl so Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep is the true offender of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Uh, for like Into the Woods and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then let me just see. I For Jason Isaacs. Oh, I would kick out J.K. Simmons for, for being the Ricardos. Yeah. Uh, it's just... I, I love J.K. Simmons. I think he's very good in the movie, but that movie as a whole for me was just, um, I don't know, a little bit boring, to be honest. Me too. Um, Agreed. N- not even the movie itself as much as just like the prospect of nominating it is a little bit boring because it's just such an obvious pick for, for these categories. And yeah, yeah, I don't know how you can watch Mass and see those performances and not think that they're more worthy of a nomination than some of these other actors. It's kind of like what you were saying, Robert, at the beginning, that it is kind of a popularity contest about who you know right um and i feel like no one saw mass so i'm i'm one of those people and you guys are really selling it for me i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna have to see it it's on my list of shows oh man yeah you gotta see it it was my number one of the year wow (laughs) me too wow yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna watch it yeah I feel I'm feeling very validated because in the Sif Pop Slack, I I think I was the first person to mention it in there. Yeah. Like when right when I saw it, I was on the train home and I was like, everyone needs to watch this movie. And then you put it at your number one. Aaron Schweitzer put it really high. Heath, I know, had it pretty high. So I'm I'm converting you all slowly. <laughs> yes, Ben, and I know this is a movie that you'd like also. Um, so I have no hesitation in recommending it to you. Okay. Um, just because of what what um, Foster nominated, I'm going to go next and say that my my main stub is Martha Plimpton for Mass. Ah, um, and 
I'd have to do it. I also have to kick out Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Judy Dench. Like, she's getting, she's getting I know. mobbed right now. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry, Judy. You're great in Belfast. It's just not great enough, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was Bruce. <laughs> not as great as Martha Plimpton. We'll put it that way. You are not good enough, Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> all i'm talking about is her performance not in general i'm sure she's a lovely woman um i wouldn't be too sure sorry <laughs> sorry continue what is it how are we just like <laughs> dear lord destroying <laughs> for no reason um yeah in the in this supporting actress category like when i saw king richard i was like why is will smith the only one getting the getting the the buzz right now ingenue ellis was insane and mm-hmm. I'm glad that all of a sudden, like, she wasn't getting buzz, it seemed like, at least from what I was seeing. And then all of a sudden, she's getting all the nominations. So I was happy about that. Ariana DeBose is also great. Jesse Buckley is incredible, like always. Kirsten Dunst, you know, like, I just can't say no to any of them. Um, Yeah. And you were talking about how you loved Jason Jason Isaacs and Anne Dowd in Mass. But Martha Plimpton is my favorite, just because everything that she does is under the surface until it's not. And... Mm -hmm that's just like the most impressive um the most impressive kind of performance to me even though like you said all four of them are incredible and they could all be considered leads but we're going with supporting in this case and then my other main snub is obviously Denis Villeneuve not getting nominated yep. for Dune yeah it's like what are we doing here just like everyone else was saying like do you think all of the parts of that movie came together on their own by magic like absolutely that, not how do you how do you control a giant blockbuster like that that is better than any other blockbuster in the last however many years and not get nominated? It's it's a ridiculous snub, and it's all my honorable mentions because I figured you would mention it. Um, yeah, me too. And it it, it is an egregious snub because it's nominated in pretty much every other category that's not acting, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And so, like, I think so. how do you recognize? all of those things and not recognize the director. That to me is, it's a little, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, it's on the level of Ben Affleck from Argo where he won every single directing nomination or award that year, but best picture yeah, and best picture, but was not nominated for best director. It's like, how did that happen? He was nominated by the DGA, but not, it, it just, it makes no sense. I don't get it. Um, and the person I'd kick out just real quick, as much as I like thought this was a nice, sweet movie, I would yep. have to say Kenneth Branagh. Um, yep. because I really like all five of the movies. Well, kind of, we'll get to that. Um, I, I like all the direction for all five of these directors. That's Jane Campion, Kim- Kenneth Branagh, PTA, Ryosuke Hamaguchi and Steven Spielberg. But I just think there's the least going on in Belfast and I'm just not as, like, it doesn't wow me as much as the others. Ben, what are yeah. your uh, snubs? What would you have liked to have seen? So, I have one in Best Picture. And, okay. Uh, I know this is not a popular choice. Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this might get some pushback, and that's fine. But to me, this absolutely deserved a Best Picture nomination. Um, so, for starters, not only is this film loved by fans, it's also adored by critics. It holds like a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, if this movie wasn't that high and wasn't as beloved by critics, I, I would get it. But I also think, and I, and this is probably the biggest reason why, 
It became the sixth highest grossing film of all time, grossing $1.877 billion at the worldwide box office. While still, you know, we're still recovering from a pandemic where a study showed that 25% of people still aren't comfortable going back to the mm-hmm. theater. Now, I, I'm not saying Spider-Man saved the movie theaters, but it certainly helped kickstart uh, getting people back into the theaters after two years of the theaters really struggling and people like us questioning, will movie theaters still be around? Again, I don't think movies should just get nominated based off of box office alone. If that were the case, Transformers would have nominations and that wouldn't be a good thing. But I think the biggest difference is that this was loved by critics and fans. And I think a film, when a film is nominated for best picture, quality should matter first and foremost. That should go without saying. But they should also reflect our culture and what's important to us now. Uh, Something I think the Academy has been ignoring for some time based off of genre prejudice that's been long lasting. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, it helped save the movie theaters in a time where we're still discussing if they can survive long time, was critically loved and is a great movie in my opinion. Uh, The movie I would kick out Again, I don't I don't know how my audience feels about this, uh, but Licorice oh. Pizza. Oh. Yeah. Did you end up seeing <laughs> it? I did, and I have more okay. on it later. Okay, okay. I can't fault you for putting Spider-Man in there because I think that gets... Everything you were saying, I'm not going to retread too much of that, but it's like, if you think that the Oscars should set a cultural touchstone for what went on in the movie year, then I think you got to recognize that somehow. Yeah. Um, and not in best special effects because it was not very great there. No, the special effects were not special in the movie. I will I will say that. Yeah. Some questionable things. Another popular, What's your other another popular yeah. choice that I have is best supporting actor. And I think mm-hmm. you know where this is going. <laughs> Jared Leto, House of Gucci. Oh. <laughs> Are we really doing this? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I thought you were going to say Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man. No, 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 no. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I'm hearing you. Um, How is uh, Paolo Gucci described in the movie? Paolo. I don't remember. Uh, He's a self-absorbed, over-the-top, eccentric idiot who thinks he's a genius based (laughs) off his last name alone. That's exactly how he plays them. And he plays them to that note perfectly, almost going over the top. I mean, he does, but like it works <laughs> for this character. Almost. Uh, yeah. Despite playing such an unlikable character too, he managed to make me feel sorry for him at the same time. He stills the movie for me personally. Um, I know that's not the popular thing, but I would mm-hmm. take out, and I hate saying this because I love this actor, uh, Jesse Plemons who I think Mm. is really good in Power of the Dog, but he's not the thing that I think about when I think about that movie. He's kind of the the sore thumb. And, I mean, sore thumb in an incredibly well-crafted movie. But regardless, and much like you guys, J.K. Simmons, who I also adore. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was the line that you said to to describe Paolo Gucci? A self-absorbed, over-the-top, eccentric idiot who thinks he's a genius based off his last name alone. Ben, I really don't mean to uh, 
invite you on my podcast and then insult your favorite actor. But I would say that's why Jared Leto is perfect for the role. Hey. Minus the last name part. <laughs> look, look, I, I am a, I am a huge Jared Leto fan. Uh, not of no, everything he does, but I do think he was really, really good in this movie. And I think there was, and he got nominated in pretty much every other award show except for the Oscars. I think there was mm-hmm. some heavy pushback against him in the movie. And I think that's the reason why he didn't eventually get the Oscar nom. Now I'm not saying he should have won. I don't, I don't think he should win. There's a clear winner in my opinion, or really two clear people that should win. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think he, he should have been nominated. Yeah. I wonder if the actors are like, all right, you gave a great standout performance in Dallas Buyers Club, which I think was incredible. Yeah. And they're I think like, he's great in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. I, I honestly, the first time I saw that movie, I didn't think it was him. It's like, where's Jared Leto popping up in this movie? And then I find out afterward, that's him. He's playing Rayon. I was like, wow. Okay. I wonder if the Academy thought, like, now you're just being too silly. Like, go back to giving a great performance. Like, my, my biggest problem with House of Gucci is that everyone's in a different movie. And if they were all in the same movie... If they were all in this over-the-top movie, then I think uh, maybe I would have been able to stand Jared Leto a little bit more. But it was like, if it, if it was a scale, Adam Driver's like all the way on one side, Jared Leto's all the way on another, Lady Gaga's somewhere, somewhere in the middle. And, you know, it's like they're all doing something different, and I don't know where so to land. I agree with you on that. However, yeah. I think it's Adam Driver on this side and then everyone else on that side. <laughs> It is it is a scenery chewing movie. I would also add um, Jeremy Irons to the Adam Driver side, but yeah, you're right. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else is. I mean, Lady Gaga sounds like she's from Transylvania. So yes, um, <laughs> yeah, she's, doing... she's been going around on the interviews, like oh really gosh. hyping up her own preparation that she did for this. Yeah, and she, I mean, she was, I mean. Yeah. I understand if people do not like <laughs> that movie. I really do. But I, I had such yeah. a blast with their chew, uh, scenery chewing performances. Um, it's it's fair enough because I know people who did and it just like, yeah, it just seems like the majority didn't. Yeah, it's certainly not for for everybody. Um, I think honorable mentions, though, you mentioned Denis mm-hmm. Villeneuve, so I won't go into that. Um, but Jodie Comer for Best Actress. Um, she was incredible in the last duel, which I think, unfortunately, because of the box office results of the film has kind of been overlooked. Like that movie was in my top four of the year. It's an incredible Mm -hmm. movie that tackles a very difficult subject matter and does it in a way that I have never really seen done before in a better way. Um, and Jodie Comer is just incredible and a gut-wrenching performance like in a movie filled with terrible people she's the good person in it and 100 you you your heart breaks for her uh, i would take out olivia coleman for that that's fair enough for my honorable mentions i just had the last duel for anything <laughs> like yeah. anything that it like set design cinematography directing uh acting specifically jody comer and uh adam driver screenplay my goodness screenplay most of all like i feel like that's where it should have been i'm not going to go through and kick out one of each and then my my only other uh my only other honorable mention is renata Renata reinsvay from worst person in the world yes 
Was that yours too, Foster? Yeah, I'm, you guys are knocking out a few of mine as well. Yeah. The, the, um, I don't know who I'd kick out of Best Performance uh, by an Actress. Either Nicole Kidman or Jessica Chastain. Uh, mm. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that are not loving Chastain being the winner. Uh, for me, it's that scene... T- t- towards the end of the movie when she's doing mm-hmm. the TV interview with the guy. I think he has AIDS. I think yeah. that's the context of the scene. Yeah. And she's like crying through it, but smiling the whole time. That's that's the image that's kind of burned in the back of my mind. Um, did you have anything else to add before I rattle off a couple of mine? Nope, th- those are all mine. Go ahead. Okay, cool. I also had Denis for director, Jodie Comer for um, actress, and not going to pronounce her name from Worst Person in the World for actress. <laughs> um, I also think... I really liked Spencer. I feel like I get why a lot of people didn't love it because it's real quirky and artsy, but um, at least in some of the technical categories, like I don't know how you can watch it and not think it has some of the best like costumes and sets and, and the music, especially. Um, I thought all that was great. Um, I would have taken that Greenwood score over power of the dog. Absolutely. I think it's the best score of the year. I, I think it's really amazing. It's like a real cool mix of, of jazz and nice piano music that I've, I've listened to that a ton. Yeah. Um, and then Ruth Nega for best supporting actress mm-hmm. is another person I really think should have been in there for passing. Um, and she was getting nominated pretty much everywhere too. So I'm not really sure what happened there. Let me see who I would kick out. Um, I can't kick out Judy Dench twice because oh, yeah. I've already kicked her out for, <laughs> for Anne Dowd. Um, I really like pretty much everyone else in here. So I don't know. I can't pick someone I would kick out. I think that's but, the problem is that um, yeah. this was a stacked category this year. Yeah. So was Best Actress because like we've we've all listed yeah. a few act, lead actress contenders that were really great. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. With that, let's just move on to some general thoughts about the different categories. We've been hitting on those throughout, but let's get general but specific. <laughs> so like general within the specific categories. <laughs> um, I'm going to go backwards uh, and start with Best International Feature. I don't know how many you of these you guys have seen. I've seen all but one the the yak in Lunana. the room. yeah like, <laughs> yep. it's the big goose egg for me i've seen an hour you of haven't one. seen any i've seen an oh, hour drive my of car. one yes and that's it and you've only seen five percent of it yes <laughs> that's how long it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll keep this quick then um foster have you seen all of them or four out of five um so yeah I, also yeah yeah <laughs> uh i don't know if i'm gonna get to that I, I honestly have no idea what it is. And that title doesn't help me out at all. Um, yeah, I really like three out of four of these. Um, me too. Drive My Car is my favorite. And that's what I would want to win. Worst Person in the World is right behind it. Very, very close. I would not be upset if that one won. Of course it won't because Drive My Car is nominated for Best Picture and Director and yeah. other stuff. Flea, I thought was great. Loved that. And Hand of God, I liked some things about it, but it's one of those like director retrospective movies on his own life. And as I'm watching it, I'm just thinking there's some weird details that you're including here. I don't know that you really want to be sharing this with the world. <laughs> I think, you know, Very some much. of the things I, I mean, um, yeah, but I still liked things about it. Like I liked the vibe and the visuals I thought were, were pretty. Um, but yeah, I don't plan to ever go back to hand of God again. Yeah. That, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, I could watch, Again, I haven't seen Yak in the Classroom, but I could watch all three of the other ones. Uh, again, even I don't care that uh, Drive My Car is three hours. I absolutely adored that movie. Um, the first hour was great. 
Yeah, <laughs> I promise you the next two are great also. Um, yeah. Fleet, th- this is what's weird to me. It's like Fleet has to win something, right? It's best documentary, best international, and best animated. So it's got to mm. win one of those because it is. Big. I don't think it will, actually. You don't? No, I think. Okay, I haven't seen documentaries. Is, I think it might be Summer of Soul. It could be Summer of Soul or Flea, but Summer of Soul has like a lot of hype behind it. Yeah. Because of. Did you see Summer of Soul? No, Flea is the only documentary I've seen. Yeah, it's like they unearthed this footage from this concert that was hidden for decades. And it's like such a great story and the music is amazing. And so I, I feel like that's going to win. Um, and then animated, I feel like it's going to be in Kanto because everyone has, we don't talk about Bruno stuck in their heads right now. That would be too bad for Flea to not win. Ben, I know you haven't seen it, but it, it is freaking great. Yeah. Heartbreaking. There there are so many, like all those films I still have to see. Um, Summer of Soul, the way you're describing it. And I, I haven't looked up any of the details about this, but the way that you're describing Summer of Soul, that sounds like it's right up my alley. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, last thoughts for me on International is that like I could... I, I don't have a prediction. We're not really going to try to predict uh, unless you guys want to, but. But it's a drive my car. <laughs> I'd be Probably. completely fine with either drive my car or worst yeah. person in the world because like those are interchangeable and in how much I love them for me. Um, as long as it's not hand of God, because you said you <laughs> like that. I didn't like that. <laughs> watch it. Watch it be Lunana, a yak in yeah, the classroom <laughs> coming in for a surprise win. <laughs> just out of nowhere. How about animated film? Ben, have you seen any more of those? So the only film I haven't seen is you guys were discussing it flea. Uh, okay. So I can't comment on that one. Um, the only film that I've seen out of these that I, I didn't like, and I'm, I'm prepared for some pushback is Mitchell's versus the machines. I know, oh, I know everyone else loves that movie. I'm the weirdo who doesn't. Um, but I think it's between Encanto, <laughs> which is, I, I loved Encanto. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the yeah. themes of that movie, the way it tackled uh, the weight of familial expectations and the effect that can have on a family, I thought was wonderful and a really good message, especially of mental health for, for children. Yeah. Uh, and I loved uh, Ryan, the last dragon as well. I thought that that was a very magical and wonderful film. I still enjoyed Luca a, a great deal, but I think, uh, Encanto and Ryan the Last Dragon really are the two that that stand out to me. Again, haven't seen Flea, so I can't really comment on that one. But those two are, I think, terrific movies. Just curious. Um, I liked Mitchell's and Machines, but it hasn't really stayed in my mind. I like came off it really high, but hasn't really hung around. What didn't you like? I'm just curious. So I'm I'm really not offended like you like you thought we were. Yeah, I was I was I was prepared to get to get bullied. No, um, so. <laughs> I think the thing I didn't like about it was any of the characters. Really. I, I found <laughs> that that'll do. Yeah, I found the father <laughs> to be obnoxious. I found the daughter to be also equally as obnoxious. The mother, same. The animation style, I think, really works for something like Into the Spider-Verse because it's coming from a comic book background. But for something like this, mm-hmm. it just feels like I'm being like thrown a bunch of stuff at once and it just i found it to be kind of disorienting so that's why i didn't like it as much yeah for me as for these uh these nominees it's just it's just still so weird for me to see flea among (laughs) among yeah because it is just so different it's like comparing apples and oranges where the only thing similar is the medium so what is flea about it's about 
this uh this man who is telling his story he lives in i think denmark but he was born in pakistan uh man i'm sorry i might be getting the countries wrong no there's a lot of places in this movie yeah that's the thing is that it's a war-torn middle eastern country um where he and his family his brother sisters and mother need to be trafficked out of the country for their own safety after their father was taken in as a prisoner and then just like completely disappeared for this reason or the reason that it's animated is to protect the identities of all involved um because they were smuggled out of the country for their own safety and for the safety of the people so this around is like them. A, it is, a real story it's, uh, well it's, obviously yeah. it's a documentary right yeah yeah, yeah. so it is really, really good, really, really heart-wrenching. Right. Um, opens your eyes to a lot of stuff. With all that being said, uh, Luca was actually my favorite animated feature of the year, and I'm sure it's not going to win, unfortunately, because, like you guys are saying, Encanto and Mitchell's vs. Machine seem to have the, you know, the uh, awards love. But I really, I really liked Luca a lot. So I'll just leave it at that, since I've said a lot about the rest of the nominees. Anything else from you, Foster? Uh, I would give it to Flea, but then it's like, how are you awarding it? Are you awarding it just on the best movie overall, or are you looking at the animation quality too? Because like true. this is a really minimalistic mm-hmm. style of animation, and like when you look at Luca or Encanto or Raya or Mitchell's, <laughs> it's like there's so much work that went into it. I don't I don't have like a strong favorite in the category, but I would give it to Flea. That would be my gentle vote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to, to score. Anything from you, Foster? Any thoughts on scores? We've got okay, Don't Look uh, Up, Dune, and Kato, yeah. Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog were all nominated. Okay. I would honestly, this is this maybe as a surprise, I would give it to Don't Look Up. Um, hmm. This to me is like a really cool inventive score because it has this kind of sci-fi feel to it where you're listening to it and you're like, what even what instruments are being played right now and what it's of course it's made with computers partly i'm sure and then also this jazz sort of sensibility to it and that's the one of these five that's the one i've listened to the most um i would also be really happy with dune or power of the dog but dune is like it's more like a sort of soundscape that you experience in the theater and it's it's like less fun for me to listen to outside of the movie itself um, but like, I, I feel like that's the front one or I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, and power the dog, I think is very good, but it's also not like a, a pleasant listen necessarily. It's just kind of ominous and foreboding. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you do to kickstart your Tuesday morning or whatever. Um, speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. In Kanto, I haven't listened to that score, so I don't have, I don't know. I always have a hard time differentiating the score when it's in a musical yeah you know like that's hard for me sometimes so i don't know i'm sure it's great parallel mothers was cool i I haven't listened to it really outside of the movie but i remember like taking note of the music during Mm -hmm. the movie um yeah ben i'll let you give your thoughts any anything from you uh so uh, scores to me are like the one of the most important parts of 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 movies Mm -hmm. um and I think it's it's a it's a shame that whoever accepts this award will not be accepting it on the live broadcast. I mean, they will, but it, oh it'll be goodness. pre-taped. Yeah. But I think Dune takes this. 
for me. It's the one yeah. I would want. Uh, I much like you. I and I joked when I when I said "Speak for Yourself." Uh, Power of the Dog. The the score <laughs> for it is is very dark. It's very ominous. It really stands out to me because it really builds and builds and builds and builds like yeah. the movie does. Um, and don't look up is 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 a good one too. Encanto is great, uh, but again, I think Dune is just. I was mesmerized by this because I think a great score enhances the experience of a movie, and I can't imagine this movie without the score. It it it's mm-hmm. so yeah. just it engulfs you. At least it did for me, yeah. and it, you know it, it it's it's incredible. And I I think. Hans Zimmer is just a musical genius, you know? So I, I, I love this category. This category means a lot to me. I think it's utterly ridiculous that this award will not be accepted um, in front of a, a, a full auditorium. So, yeah, um, this is a good time to say that, that it's just, like you said, utterly ridiculous. There's no reason to not do this. It's just plain stupid that uh, they're doing so many of these awards off screen. Yeah just because they don't have recognizable faces to accept them. Um, that's the stance of this podcast. And I think we're going to try to move on from that, but it's yeah, like you said, just stupid, ridiculous, dumb should never have happened and they should change it back uh, right now. Um, my thoughts on the scores are very similar to yours. And also uh, Foster, this is exactly why I asked you to name what Nicholas Bertel is known for, because there you yeah. go. <laughs> Choosing his score is your favorite. Um, yeah, I love I love Nicholas Bertel. Yeah, me too. Um, I would slightly disagree with you, though. Um, not disagree. My personal preference is that I can sit and listen to the Dune soundtrack or the Dune score. Sure. And I have um, <laughs> many times. Uh, it, it is really, really good. Hans Zimmer, I think, can sometimes lean a little bit too much into bombastic and when he doesn't so like pirates of the caribbean uh dune you know that kind of stuff is when i really really love what he does and dune is possibly my favorite score of his so ooh, cool wow. for me yeah i think um maybe tied with man of steel um but other than that i if it was up to me he'd run away with this and then like I wouldn't. I wouldn't have nominated another score <laughs> because that's how much I love this. Yeah, the Hans Zimmer um, Award goes to Hans Zimmer. It <laughs> goes to Hans Zimmer. Um, and I completely agree about Encanto. Just like I didn't know it had a score outside of the outside of the, <laughs> the songs because the yeah. songs are great. I I love the songs, the music, and it was great. But I couldn't like I didn't even notice a score outside of that. And I wanted to mention I watched Parallel Mothers this morning actually. Because that was the last acting category I hadn't seen. That the music in that is like a throwback to noir stuff. It feels like it should be a Humphrey yeah. Bogart movie in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting it to like sound sound the way it does. And that movie takes a completely different turn than I thought it was going to, based off the synopsis. Um, yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm I'm not going to say the turn, but it's like I thought it was going to be just a little drama about two mothers, but it's no, it's mm-hmm. very different. And then, yeah, also I think the Johnny Greenwood score that should have been nominated was Spencer. But this one was still good. It's just not as memorable as Spencer for me. I lumped in together cinematography and production design because they have the same, the same. <laughs> nominees. Yeah. Um, 
Ben, do you have any thoughts on these? So while all the nominees in, in, in this category are, or in both these categories are fantastic. Nightmare Alley being a, a big standout to me. Uh, Dune again is by far the leader. Uh, there's a short list of films that made me think all of this was real and felt like I was in a living, breathing place. And Dune is near the top of that list. And that's because of the wonderful cinematography from the name of the cinematographer is slipping my mind right now. He just did the back. Greg Frazier. Greg Frazier. Greg, Greg Frazier. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he just did the Batman, which was freaking phenomenal. And this, yeah. mm-hmm. it's also just both of these things spellbinding, you know, just incredible. Nice. Uh, yeah. The other nominees, by the way, are, or all the nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, which we haven't mentioned yet. And um, West Side Story. Uh, Foster, any thoughts on those? Yeah, I think the cinematography category might be my favorite category. Like, I feel like if I were to pick five movies from the year, it might be these five because they just look amazing. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm I'm changing my mind. But uh, (laughs) cinematography, I might give it to Macbeth. I just think that's the coolest looking movie I've seen in years. Like, And I don't know necessarily who I should give all the credit to for that. I would probably give it to Bruno Delbanel who shot it though, because like, that's one of those every frame of painting type movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, these are such different styles like Macbeth and Dune and power of the dog and West side story. Like these are just completely different, Yeah. different styles. It's so hard to compare, but I just know that for me, like the visuals in Macbeth is the reason I like that movie. And without those visuals, I don't think I would care to revisit that movie ever again. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's not, it's not even like they're pretty visuals. They're mind blowing visuals, I think. Um, but yeah, I also think West Side Story, um, even though like the, it's a little glossy for me, but like mm. the, the camera work is so impressive. Um, like the sweeping shots as they're dancing that track and follow them around. It's like, I can't imagine what crazy level of coordination that must have taken. I hate um, so like for me that I didn't get to see that in theaters. Sorry, I didn't mean to, oh. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, go for it. I just, go off. I hate, <laughs> hate, 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 hate that I did not get to see this in theaters. It wasn't playing, you know, within thirty minutes of where I lived. And wait, really? No, oh my god. And my wife was was pregnant at the time, so I couldn't in, in very late stage pregnancy, so I couldn't just <laughs> yeah. leave. You know, an, oh, that's no excuse. An hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'll explain it to her later. She'll understand. No, um, I just, I, I, it, it pained me that I didn't get to see it in theaters, especially watching it the other night. It's such a good yeah. movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to think no, about how much I, I really fine. love that movie. Yeah. So for for me, when I'm thinking about like who would I give an award, I'm thinking like what's the difficulty level here? And mm-hmm. I Dune obviously is a ridiculously high level of difficulty. But like how I did with score, I'm kind of putting down other movies to boost up the the one I want to win, even though I actually really like all of these a ton. Yeah. Um, I feel like West Side Story is an insane level of difficulty. Production design, Nightmare Alley. Um, I like that circus stuff in the first half, especially insane. That would be my pick. That's my main problem with Nightmare Alley. Um, and I gave it four and a half out of five stars. Yeah. My main problem is that they leave the circus because it looks so good. Ah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. I recommended that movie to my brother and he watched it the other night and he texted me halfway through and he said, Night- Nightmare Alley has me up until they decide to leave the circus. Ugh, annoying. Um, and I was like, you know what? I can't really fault you for that because the circus yeah. is so good. 
but I love I love Nightmare Alley. I love how it looks, production design yeah. and cinematography. Cinematography wise, like you were saying, Foster about Macbeth, that is such a unique viewing experience. Like the sets that they made for that, it seems like the biggest hybrid between stage and film that I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. the sets are like so minimalistic, and the way that they're lit makes it seem like you're sitting in a in a uh, theater, like a like a play theater watching a play but at the same time it is like so grandiose and all around you that it can't have been filmed on a stage well can't have been like filmed on a stage the way hamilton was filmed on a stage uh because i'm sure it's filmed on a soundstage here and there but like you said the only reason that i would go back to it is for the visuals because i don't know if i love the way joel cohen did was it ethan cohen which cohen did this joel yeah i don't know if i love (laughs) the way that joel cohen made his characters present because I love the, the Macbeth from a couple of years ago with Fassbender. Um, that just seemed more like a movie to me, but this one's visuals were just like so mind blowing to me that I don't know as much as I love Dune, I would like, like you were saying the, uh, the, the difficulty was probably the highest for um, Macbeth. It's like you were saying that it's, it's so simplistic, but there's so much yeah. depth to the visual yeah. Uh, it's it's a very beautiful looking movie, and that's I mean I love Macbeth, I love uh, reading the play, but mm-hmm. the movie itself it doesn't really lend itself incredibly well to the to to screen. I don't think the stuff itself, but however it it was done in in such a way that if I were going to go back to the movie, like much like you, it would be for the visuals, you know, because that that is mm-hmm. the appeal that and Denzel Washington are the, like the yeah. the things that appeal to me in that movie. And the lighting is crazy because like yeah. lighting, I think, is one of the key parts of what I think of when I think of cinematography. Mm-hmm. And I, the lighting is everything in that movie. Yeah, I'll talk about Dune a lot more as we get more to Best Picture, just because my thoughts on that are more general. Um, suffice, su- suffice it to say, I love the visuals of Dune. Uh, the Power of the Dog visuals are just more mind-blowing to me than anything. Just like, wow, this is beautiful. I wouldn't necessarily put it up there. It would probably be my least favorite of the five for these two categories. West Side Story, the things that I loved about it were its production design and its cinematography and its directing and not not the story because that's just still a story that I can't really get on board with because it's too mm-hmm. simplistic, love at first sight garbage to me. Like I, I just... <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. The, the thing was, my mind was blown watching that story. Or watching that movie, but like I was so bored with this <laughs> with this story at the same time, it was like the weirdest dissonance for me between two parts of a movie, uh, probably all year. Because like you were saying, like the the shot of the shadows coming up as they're as they're going towards each other in the warehouse, that is absolutely insane. Like the shadows being so much bigger than themselves, and then the very closing shot of it like going up the ladder, just oh. Man. oh. Well, I just love the opening. Beautiful. The tracking from the opening is the opening oh, too. Yeah. Beautiful. I just yeah, I, I love that movie. I know it's it's one of the things you don't like about it, but I think it's one of the things I, I love the most about it is how romantic it is. Just mm-hmm. it wears it wears itself on its sleeve. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I get not being into how quick it is. It's very love at first it's sight. It's not just this one. It's like every love at first sight that isn't like a Disney cartoon where I'm just like, come on, let's Give it just like another scene or two. Yeah. These are all beautiful looking movies. Editing Robert back just to say this is the end of part one. Tune back in in a couple days to check out part two.